Okay, good evening everyone. Okay, we're going to talk tonight about Chizuk and Limar HaTayra. Parshas B'chukaisai, B'chukaisai Teleichu. Shatiyu HaMeilim B'Tayra, Rashi says. Parshas B'chukaisai is the Parsha which teaches us the concept of HaMeilus B'Tayra. And especially as we're coming closer to the Yontif of Shavuos, HaBa'aleinu L'Tayva, Kabbalah HaTayra, Limar HaTayra, needs Chizuk. It's one of the four things the Gemara and Bracha says. Four things need chizuk. And Rashi, famous Rashi over there says, Rashi says, those four things need Those things need chizuk. So Kavachaymer, as we're coming towards Kabbalah Satayra, it's a time to think about and talk about Chizuk and Limar HaTayra. We all know the famous Gemara Masech the Shabbos, Taflama Gimel Amid Beis, that talks about Reb Shimon Bar Yechai. This week was Lag Ba'imer. The Yontif of Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, whether it was because it was his yard site, others argue it wasn't his yard site then, but he was from the Talmud de Rabbi Akiva. That's why we celebrate, we celebrate Lag Ba'imer with Reb Shimon Bar Yechai. So the Gemara says the story that the Rav Shem Bar Yechai was said that the Romans, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi, were all sitting around and Yehuda ben Gerim was there. And Rabbi Yehuda says, wow, look how great the Romans are. They built all these these, these uh, bridges and these marketplaces and bathhouses. And Rabbi Yaisi was quiet and Rav Shem Bar Yechai said they did it all for themselves. So the Gemara says Yehuda ben Gerim, we talked about this on Tuesday night a little bit. On Lag Boimer, Lamadalad Boimer, Yudav and Gerim mentioned it to his friend, to this one, to that one. He got to the ears of the kingdom and they said, Rabbi Yehuda, who is Mishabeachas, he becomes the Rosh Hamidabrim Makaim at any event, at any convention. Rabbi Yehuda was the first one to talk. That's why always Bekerim Biyavna, when the Sanhedrin was there, Rabbi Yehuda was Pasach Omar. he was always the opening statement. Rabbi Yaisi, who was Shasak, so they told him he has to be exiled to Tzipayri. And as we know, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, he's going to be put to death. And we know the story, he ran, he hid in the Bismedrish, and eventually he ran and he hid in the Ma'ara, and he was in the Ma'ara for 12 years, then another year. So I saw it brought down, B'Shem, the Rebbe, Rabbi Yenis, and Ibishitz, the following question. Now, I saw it brought down, B'Shem, Rabbi Yenis, and Ibishitz, and Yaris Devash, and I cannot find it. And I don't like to say quote things when I can't find them. So that's why I'm giving this, um, I'm giving, uh, you know, I'm telling you that uh, I could not find it in Yaris Tavash. So I'm trusting what's being said here. Maybe it's in a different Sefer. I searched on the Yitzhar Chachma through many Svarm of Reb Reb Yainasen. Could be I didn't have the right key words, to be honest. So, but this is the Vart that I saw B'Shem Reb Reb Yainasen. And he says he doesn't understand Reb Shimon Bar Yechai was afraid of the kingdom. He was afraid of the police. In the Pizmine of Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, it says, Zeha Margiz Mamlochais, Adeneinu Bar Yechai. You're the one who, like, angers kingdoms. You're not afraid of them. Look what happened when Yehuda ben Gerim, after 13 years, uh, Reb Shimon Bar Yechai sees him, and he looks at him, and he becomes a Gal Shalat Samois. Um... 
we find the Gemara tells us in the Yerushalmi tells us that there was once a Magaif on the city of Lud, and um, Reb Shimon Bar Yechai met the Malach Hamavis there, and he told him, "Go tell the Rabbeinu Shalaylam that Reb Shimon Bar Yechai is in the city," and the Magaif stopped. In all different types of situations, the Zayir says that in certain ways, Reb Shimon Bar Yechai was greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu needed Aaron to be Makhtar the Ketiris to stop the Magaifa. And Rav Shem just said, stop, and it stopped. And other, there's other um, stories where Rav Shem did miraculous things. He wasn't afraid of anyone. And all of a sudden now, he's afraid of the Malchus. He has to hide in the Mahara for 12, for 13 years. What's going on over here? So... Supposedly, the Rebbe Rabbi Yainis and Ibishas answers and said, No, Rabbi Shem did not go into the Ma'ara because he was afraid of anybody. Rabbi Shem chose to go into the Ma'ara. Why? Rabbi Shem understood that if Hashem caused the Malchus to be right if Acharov to chase him, so that's a simon min Hashemayim that Hashem wants him to go hide somewhere. Not to hide because he's going to get killed and he can't protect himself. Hide in order to be able to learn Torah Yom and Velayla without any interruptions. And he saw that as a simon from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In all the other cases, he wasn't being chased. So therefore, he took care of it. If someone needed to die, he'd stop a magefa. Whatever the case is over there, Hashem Baruch took care of it. But here was a personal thing. If Hashem caused the Malchus to be right after him, says the Rebbe Rabbi Yenison, he understood that as a simon min HaShemayim, simon min HaShemayim, that he should go be Meister Nefesh, and be in a Ma'ara for 12 or 13 years, in order to learn Taira. That was, that was the, the, the godless of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. That he realized that he needed to be Meister Nefesh for Taira. Not for his life. Sitting in a Bismadrish, alone, with his son, hiding, is one level of Mesiris Nefesh for Taira. He then had to go and hide in the Ma'ara and sand and all the things that happened over there for 12 years was a greater level of Mesiris Nefesh for Taira. But he understood that that's what he needed to do. And the Gemara relates to us that when he came out, the Gemara tells us, Alpi Kabbalah, they say that when he left, when he came out of the uh, Ma'ara, is when he was Mechaber, the, the Sefer Hazayar. In the Ma'ara, he was Mechaber, the Sefer Hazayar. But, you know, the Zayar is not mentioned in Shas anywhere. And in fact, in the Gemara, in Mesech Shabbos, when it says the story, the Gemara says that you know how, how he measured how much he shtagged? He said... Before he went into the Ma'ara, he used to ask a question, and Rampinchas ben Yair, his son-in-law, would answer 12 terutzim. And now when he came out, Rampinchas ben Yair would ask a question, and Rampshim bar would answer 24 terutzim. So Rampshim bar measured his success, not in Tyrus Hanistar, not in the Zayar, it's nowhere mentioned in the Gemara, he measured his success by his Amkus in Tyra. Look what he was able to do in Tyra. He steigt in Tyra. He used to ask the question, now he answers 24 Terutzim. In, in Tyra, he was Meister Nefesh for the Tyra, and he steigt in the Tyra that he was able to become the Reb Shimon Bar Yechai that we know. The Gemara tells us in Mesech Shabbos, Nagiat Shavuos, Bishosh Alamay Shalomarim, 
Moshe went up to Shemayim, the Malachi Asharis said, what's a human being doing here? So Hashem said, he's coming to take the Torah, to be Mechabal the Torah. So the Malachim told Hashem, this treasure has been here in Shemayim for 974 generations before Bria Sa'ilam. And you want to go give it to a person? Keep it here. So Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, No, give a teretz. Stand up for yourself. Now the the Malachim didn't ask Moshe Rabbeinu, What are you doing? The Malachim asked Hashem, Why are you giving the Torah to a person? So why didn't Hashem give him an answer? They didn't want to have a shaklavataria with Moshe Rabbeinu. They wanted a shaklavataria on the Rabbeinu Shalala. Why does Hashem turn to Moshe Rabbeinu and say, Moshe, you give them an answer? And in fact, Chazal tells us Moshe Rabbeinu was terrified. He was terrified to answer. And he said, Misyoriani, I'm afraid they're going to burn me with the Hevel Shebepiyam, with the moisture, with the air of their mouth. They're going to burn me up. So Hashem said, Don't worry. Hold on to my Kisei Akavit and you'll be able to answer them. So what's the Pshat? Moshevena doesn't want to answer. He's scared. So Hashem, give an answer. The Territ says Hashem was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, Yeah, I have Terutzim for them. But if you want the Torah, let me see you fight for the Torah. Let me see you stand up for the Torah. If you don't fight for Torah, you won't have a Kenyan in Torah. You have to fight and give an answer for the Tshuva. I, they might burn you up. They might burn you up. It makes no difference. Even if they're going to burn you up, you have to stand up for the Torah. If you want to be kind of Torah, it's not, you can't say like the Ger said, al regalachas. You can't say, I'm going to stand on one regal, I'm going to become a Tamachacham. There's no such thing. To be kind of Torah, you need Mesiris Nefesh. You need to fight to become a Tamachacham. You have to have Amelus Batayra. Everyone measures Amelus differently, but a person has to be Amol Batayra. Moshe Rabbeinu fought with the Malachim. The Pasuk until him says, Alisa la'amoraim shaviso shavi. Describing Moshe Rabbeinu, you went up to Shamayim and you took a captive and brought back the Torah. Captives are in war. That's when you take captives. Moshe Rabbeinu fought for the Torah. Hashem was telling him, I'm, I could give a terrorist, I could tell them shot, but you need to learn, Moshe Rabbeinu, what it means to have a Kenyan in Torah. You know, have to know what it means to be able to be kind of Tyra, you got to fight for Tyra. That's your Amelus Batyra. And if you're Amel Batyra, you'll talk of be kind of Tyra. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu told them a very interesting tarot. Moshe Rabbeinu answered to them. What does it say in the Tyra? It says, Leisirtzach, Leisinaf, Leisignaif. So he asked them, and you have a Yetzirah, you have jealousy, you have all these taivas? What was Moshe Rabbeinu answering the Malachim? This is his tarots. Besides that he fought for Tyra, but he was telling another, them another Yusite in Tyra. He was going to say, Malachim, you are going to remain Malachim even without Tyra. Do you have kinna? Do you have Yetzirah? Do you have a Tata and a Mama? Do you have parents? Do you, have, you don't have any of this. So even if you don't have Tyra, you will remain a Malach. However, Kalal Yisrael is not like that. Kalal Yisrael has Kinnah. 
Klai Yisrael has taiva. Klai Yisrael has yetsahara. If we don't have the Torah, we will not remain people. We'll turn into behemoths. We'll turn into animals. Klai Yisrael needs the Torah for their existence. For the Malachim, it's not hechrechi. It's not something that's necessary. It's geschmack for them to have the Torah. They enjoy the Torah. But it's not muchrach. Klai Yisrael is muchrach to have the Torah. So it's a different... Torah for Kla Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu told them. Torah makes us into people. Torah makes us into Bnei Adam. That's why we have Sviras Oimer. The Oimer is barley. It's a Michael Behema. And Shavuos Ribing Shteyalechem from wheat flour. Because when, when without the Torah, it's Michael Behema. Without the Torah, we'll turn into animals. Without the Torah, our kinna, taiva, covet, everything will be mitzis, adam, min oilam. We have no way to harness everything. Taira brings us to become people. That's what happens during Sviris Haimer. We become roi to be mekabalis ha Mikabalis ha with the shteyalechem. Now we're Michael Adam. Now we're considered people. And the Gemara tells us. The Imsachim, the Rabbi Akiva was in jail. We know Rabbi Akiva was put in jail by the Romans. And Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, Unzeri Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, came to him and he said, Rabbi, Lamdeni Taira. So Rabbi Kiva says, I'm not, I'm not teaching you here. So Amar he told him, I may not tell me Lamdeni if you don't teach me. I'm going to tell my father Yoichai, His father Yoichai was a powerful person. And he told Rabbi Kiva, if you don't teach me Torah, I'm going to tell my father, and he's going to give you over to the Malchus. Now, the Marsha asks off in art, Rabbi Kiva was in jail already, so what do you mean give him over to the Malchus? He was already in jail. So the Marsha says, it, it could be worse in jail too, you know. It could be a worse situation, even though if you look at the Gemaras over there, Rabbi Kiva didn't have it too easy in jail. But they could, they could make it worse for you. But the cash is here. What's Shimon Bar Yechai? What's he doing? Shimon Bar Yechai is telling Rabbi Kiva, if you don't teach me Torah, I'm going to make sure that they put you in solitary confinement? That's when you talk to a Rebbe? I mean, how do a Yid talks like that? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai? And the Territ is the same Mahalach. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai was not coming to, to threaten Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai was telling him, Rabbi, if you don't teach me Torah, you know what could happen to me? I can turn into a person who could become a miser to give you over to the Malchus. Not that I'm going to do it. That's what I could become. If you don't teach me Torah, I could fall so low that one day I could tell my father Yechai, Rabbi Akiva should have a worse punishment. Give him over to the Malchus. Torah is not oh, just a Maila. Torah is Hechrechi. Torah is what makes a person an Adam. Torah is what makes a person that he is going to be protected from turning into a Ganev, from turning into a Reitzeach, turning into a Moiser, from turning into a Mushchis. Without Torah, who knows where a person could fall? Who knows where a person could fall? And that is the Torah that, that's what Torah does for us. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu told the Malachim. But what kind of Torah do we need? We need the Torah of Amelus. We need the Torah that a person has to toil in. Antoninus asked Rabbi, when does the Yetzirah come to a person? 
Mishas Yitzira, from when he's created in the womb, or when he's born. And first he told the Mishas Yitzira, and he said, If he had eight Sahar in his mother's womb, he would just kick his way out. He wouldn't be able to stay there. So must be it's Mishas Yitzira. So he says, you're right. Antoninus taught me, Rabbi used to say, Antoninus taught me that when the baby starts to be to, to come out, to be born, that's when the Yitzhahara comes in. And the question is, the Bafarshim asks, what's the Raya? Maybe he has a Yitzhahara ready in the womb. Ah, you want to know why he doesn't kick out like a Meshuggah, the Yitzhahara? Because he has Tyra there. We know, we know Tyra saves a person from his Yitzhahara. Tyra protects a person from the Yitzhahara. So in the mother's womb, a baby's learning with the Malach Tyra, Kala Tyra Kula, so the Yitzhahara remains in check. So what's the Raya that the Yitzhahara only goes into a person Mishas Yitzhiyah? Maybe it's Mishas Yitzhiyah. Ah, he doesn't kick and push his way out because he's learning Tyra. The Tyra protects him. And the Tyra says that Tyra cannot protect him from his Yitzhahara. Because that Tyra is a freebie Tyra. The Malach teaching a kid Tyra, a Neshama Tyra, that's a Batanam in Hashemayim. That's not a Melus Batyra. That Tyra doesn't protect anyone. Free Tyra doesn't protect anyone. Tyra that a person's Amel in, that the Gemara says is Magni Umatsli. That protects and saves a person from his Yetzahara and saves him from Chet. But Tyra that's free, Tyra without Amelus, that Tyra is no protection. Which is one of the reasons we have a Shalom Zachar when a baby boy is born. It's an Avelus. It's an Avelus on one hand. You eat round things. Arbus is round. The, the, the uh, Arbus is round and you're supposed to eat round things. The Shtikal Avelus. Like an Avel eats round things because he lost all that Taira. But Reb Chaim Shmulevitz used to say, but it's a Simcha. Because now he can learn Taira Mitaych Amal. He could be Amal for his Taira. He could work for his Taira. And that's what we're saying here as well. The Torah in the womb is not going to protect him. If he has the Yitzhara then, he's going to kick his way out. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu told the Malachim. That's what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu first. You have to fight for the Torah. <coughs> you have to be Amal to be kind of the Torah. And then Moshe Rabbeinu understood that if you're Amal to be kind of the Torah, it changes a person. Malachim don't need that. And that's why it belongs. That's why it belongs with people. We all know the famous story of Hillel. Hillel. Hillel every day used to make a certain amount of money, a trepik, the Gemara says in Yuma. Half he would give to get into the Bismedrish and half he would use for the daily needs of his family. One time, as we know, he didn't have money. He didn't make any money that day. They didn't let him in. And he went up onto the roof and he heard the, the Torah from Shmayim Raftalyan. It was out of Shabbos, the Gemara says. It was the middle of the winter. And it started snowing. And the question is like this. The question is like this. Hillel went every day to the Shir of Shmai Vavtalyan. So one day, he didn't have any money. And he didn't let him in. Okay. So one day, he'll miss Shir. Been off Shabbos. Every Shiv has an off Shabbos. So he's an out Shabbos. So what's the problem? And... Between, but, and, and, and let's say he doesn't go into the base measure that day. That means he's not going to hear what Shmai and Avtalyan said. I'm sure he had a lot of friends in the Bismedrish who were there that day too. They'll come out and they'll say, you know, I didn't have money to get in today. What did the Rebbe say in Shir today? And they'll tell him over the Shir. 
they'll tell him over the shear. So what's Hillel's problem? Was he have to go up on a roof in the middle of the snow? And the Territ says, Hillel understood that if he doesn't hear the shear from the mouth of Shmaya Vavtalyain, to use a play on words, cliche ni einem evashel. Second-hand news, a cliche ni, the second, it's not the same bishel as the klirishin, to hear it from Shmaya Vavtalyain. The difference between hearing it straight from them and hearing it from a Talmud to the Hillel made a difference in the world. It was a different Tyra to him. And therefore he had to fight for his Tyra. He had to be loichem for his Tyra. And he was loichem for his Tyra by saying, I got to hear it directly from them. If I can't get into the Bismedrish, I'm going to go up onto the thing, onto the roof. And I'm going to listen from there. I, it's snowing. I, it's snowing. Makes no difference. Taira is a hechrechi. Taira is necessary. In fact, they asked the question, what right did he have to do that? You meister nefesh to hear a shir? You give up your life to hear a shir? Pikuach nefesh is like hearing a shir. In Slavotka they used to say, the Hillel wasn't giving a halacha here in Hilchas Talmud Taira. Because in Hilchas Talmud Taira he was potter from it. He was telling us he aside in Hilchas Pikuach Nefesh. In Hilchas Pikuach Nefesh, if he didn't have his shear directly from Shmaya Vavtalyain, that was Pikuach Nefesh for him. It was Pikuach Nefesh. Taira is so hechrich to a person's life, to Hillel's life, that he needed that Taira. And he had a choice. Is he going to die hearing the shear, or is he going to die by not hearing the shear? And both stud him. And Hillel Paskin, he goes up there and he hears the shear. Because not having Taira is more of a Pikuach Nefesh than have getting stuck in the snow. Hillel fought for his Taira. Hillel had a Melus Taira. And again, you see from here in Rabaran Kotler's Ukraine of Bracha, in Mishnah's Rabaran, brings a Gemara, Gemara, I think it's a Menachas. He brings a ride from a Rashi that Amelus Batayra is not only in the Tyra itself. Of course you have to be Amal in the Gemara and the Rashi and the Taisvis. But the Gemara says anything that brings you to Limara Taira, if you have to travel for Limara Taira, that's part of or Yagato Matsasa Rashi says over there. I once heard a whole Jerusha from Abitzik Saratskin and the, this and this idea that Rashi, Amelus, Yigia, all the different types of things. But the Yisait Hadavar says Rabaran is everything goes into the Amelus. If you have to go up on a window to hear when snow is falling on your head, that's part of the Amelus Batayra. That's part of the Amelus Batayra. And that's what Hillel was showing. We have to fight for Tyra. You have to be Amal for Tyra. We have to realize Tyra is our lifeline. Tyra is Pikuach Nefesh without having our Shir, without having our, our, our Seder Halimod. That's Pikuach Nefesh. You don't just skip it. It's a Pikuach Nefesh, Shaila. Tyra is Echrechi. We have to fight for our Tyra. That's all part of, that's part, part of the Amelus Batyra. Tell you two Niflitikamaisas. I saw a Misa. We know there was a Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim named Reb Shlaim Ablach. Reb Shlaim Ablach, famous Talmud he wrote, told us on the Chafetz Chaim. And um, in the end, he was in Eretz Yisrael and he used to learn Shabbos afternoons in Zichra Moshe in the Shul with a, another fellow named Reb Yosef Shtefer. Ger Chassid. And someone wrote that they were once there on Shabbos, they were a young bacher, and they used to go to Zichra Moshe. And one day he sees 
he sees that in the middle of the learning, Reb Shleim doesn't feel good. And he turns his chavrus and he says to him, you know, maybe move over a little bit, I want to lay down, rest a bissel. And then he says, you know, I, I feel the Malach is coming to take my life. He's here, he's coming, let me lay down. Chavrusa <laughs> got all to tumult. He says, I'm going to call, go, go running to call an ambulance. So Shlema says, what ambulance? Ambulance, by the time the ambulance comes, I'm not going to be here anymore. Don't waste your time. So he lays down on the bench and he starts clapping vidui, al chait, and all of a sudden he says, oh, it's Shabbos. Shabbos, you don't say vidui. No, what should I do? The Malachamov is going to take me without vidui. So he says, Shema Yisrael, and he lays down. One minute, two minutes, three minutes, ten minutes, he's still alive. After ten minutes, he's still alive. He, he sits up a bissel and he screams, says, Chavrusa Yasul, I see I still have a little bit of time. No, let's continue learning. Let's chop another sif in Shulchan Aruch over here. I have a few minutes till the Malach takes me. That's a person who realizes, Afilu, this was his life. He had a few minutes left. It's interesting, by the way. Rav Shleim Abloch is buried in Haraz Esim. I was never by his cover. I looked today on the map to see exactly where it is. It wasn't in a, a makam that I usually go to. Maybe I'll go there a different time. But he was nifter on Yud Bey Sivan. His yard site's coming up. It's the middle of the summer, Yud Bey Sivan. It doesn't rain in, in Yushalayim. Yud Bey Sivan is a very not normal thing. And Itaka reigned mamish by his kvura, and on the matseva they wrote it was yud bei sivan vahaloi make tzir chitim, like it says in the in the in the in, the, in Rus, right vayam make tzir soirim. So he, he was saying this is a harvest time; it's not supposed to rain. It says on it niftechu arubes hashamayim the the pisayim the the heavens opened up and like cried. And the, the Lashon is, the Yud Bey Sivan, Halo Like, why did it rain during this time? But the point over here is, this is what, how a person becomes a Talmud Chacham. This is how a person becomes a Chacham. Nothing stares him when it comes to learning. Even, even, if the Malach HaMavis is coming in his mind. But, Taira Zahrechi. Taira is the way I'm loichem for Taira. Nocha menudin Taira. Nocha sif. Let's chap around another sif before the Malach Hamavas gets here. That's how a person has to be. That's how a person has to be. And the Talmidim of the. Uh, another Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim was once captured by the communists. Like they used to make up all these things, all these uh, accusations, and they used to take them and, and try to get the, the, the people to um, to sign, you know, a confession. So they had this in in the KGB. They had this interesting shita. It was the shita of shimum of making someone crazy. What would they do? They would um, they would put a person in a room, and they wouldn't force him necessarily to admit through hitting him and all those types of things. They used to do something else. They would, they would have an, an interrogator there, and the interrogator would have a big pile of newspapers from the floor to the ceiling. He had a coffee. He had uh, some cigarettes, and um, he was in one room. And there was a glass window to the room that the prisoner was in, and the interrogator wouldn't say a word. Nothing. He didn't ask him any questions. He would just sit there and read the paper and drink his coffee and smoke. 
and the, the, the prisoner would be staring at him, and this would go on for hours and hours and hours, and the interrogator is just enjoying himself, and the and the and the prisoner is going crazy. Let him come here and ask me a question at least. Like, what's your stam? I'm sitting here doing nothing, and after a few hours, the 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 prisoner would just go nuts and explode, and he would say, "Forget it. How come you're not talking to me? What do you want from me?" And at that moment, he knew he got him. He knew that he got him. He said, "No problem here. Sign this thing and finish, and you can leave." And he would sign it, and that was it. It was over after that. And one of the Talmidim in the Chavetz Chaim was once captured. And they put him in the room. And, um, and, um, it, second. And they put him in the room. And, um, he's sitting there, garnished. One day goes by. The Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim doesn't say a word. He's not going crazy. He's not getting, climbing the walls. A second day, a third day, nothing's going on. After a week, who exploded? The interrogator. He's, this is the first time this ever happened. First time no pris- this, a prisoner didn't break under this uh, insanity, this crazy type of uh, uh, interrogation. And he started screaming at him and saying, How come you don't ask me anything? How come you're not asking me? How come you're not going crazy from being in this room? And the Chavetz Chaim's Talmud looked at him and said, Crazy? I just made a siyam, a Masechta Tainus. I started Masechta Megillah now. We're moving on in the Masechtas. I don't go crazy from anything. You put me in a room, you're not asking me questions. What do we do? I learn and finished. I learn. I finished the Masechta, we're on to the next Masechta. That's who Kla Yisrael is. Kla Yisrael understands what Taira is. Kla Yisrael understands that we have to fight for Taira. Kla Yisrael understands the Amelus Batera. Kla Yisrael understands that Taira changes us. Without Taira, who knows what could be from a person? Like Moshe Rabbeinu told the Malachim. And Kla Yisrael understands like a Hillel that Taira is Hechrechi. Taira is our lifeline. Taira is every free moment of the day that it's possible for us. We should be trying to learn some Taira person can never go crazy. Why? Because he has the Torah with him. Always have something to be able to hold on to. That's, that's the lesson of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, of Alag Ba'imer, of Alag Ba'imer, where Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai understood from the Rabbi Shalai Lama Simen that he has to be more moister nefesh for Torah by going and running away somewhere and hiding in a ma'ara. And that produced the Rav Shimon Bar Yechai that we know today. The Rav Shimon Bar Yechai, the Mechaber HaZoyar. The Rav Shimon Bar Yechai, the great Tana Rav Shimon Bar Yechai. And that's the lesson for us <coughs> as we approach a Shavuos. As we approach a Shavuos. Why were we Zaycha <coughs> to Taira? How was Moshe Rabbeinu successful in bringing Taira down to the world? Because he went and he fought a Mohammed for the Taira. Taira is not given on a platter. Taira is not given. Avada Taira is Gishmak. Avada Taira is Gishmak. And Taira, the Rabbi Shalom gives a special siyata dishmaya when a person begins something new that there's a Gishmak in it. But then comes the point of Amelus Pataira. There comes the point of Amelus Pataira. My Zayit of Kreisworth was once on a plane with the two Reb Leibs from England. Reb Leib Lapian and Reb Leib Gorvitz. And the two Rosh Hashivas, the two Reb Leibs, were talking about they saw an interesting thing. By certain Bachrim, they start off in Yeshiva 
15, 16, 17, with an unbelievable geschmack and, uh, and, 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 and excitement, and their mamash matzliach, and all of a sudden there's a point that like everything comes to a screeching halt. And all of a sudden they're like not interested anymore. And Isaiah told them, he had a pshat in the Gemara and Tainas by Elon Elon, but he said the pshat is like this, the Rabbinah Shalalim, Tyra is not an easy thing. A bachar should be, have to learn, to, to, to be able to learn Tyra, Gemara, Rashi, Taisvis, Paiske, Rishayim, Mepharshim, it's not simple. So Rabbinah Shalom in the beginning of every endeavor gives a Maradikah Gishmak. It's not only the beginning of a Zman, it's the beginning of a learning cycle. The beginning of their life of learning. 15, 16 years old, Rabbinah Shalom gives them a Gishmak in Tyra so they should get a taste for it. And then it comes a point where Rabbi Hashem says, okay, I gave you the Gishmak, now you're on your own. Let's see what you could do. So some Bachrim Taka are able to keep going. And other Bachrim, they come to a screeching halt. They're not able to do it. And that's the aside. Avada Taira is Gishmak. But we have to fight for the Amelis Batera. You want Taira to protect you? You want Taira to change the person? Like Moshe Rabbeinu told the Malachim, Taira changes us. It's through the Amelis Batera. It's through fighting for Taira. Fighting for Taira means to say, Chap a minute here, Chap a minute there. Kavata itim la Taira. You know what Kavata itim la Taira means? The Shari Tshuva in, in Shulchan Aruch brings down. B'shem the Hafla, I think it is. He says the lashon of kavata in Aramaic is a lashon of stealing. Did you steal time to learn Tyra? That's how you show that you chap another minute of Tyra. You fight for Tyra. Not everyone's able to learn all day. Not everyone has is, has the time to learn all day. A person has to go out and make a parnasa. The srachim. But there's moments here and moments there. If you show that the Torah is your chiyos, you'll say, not, it's not an hour seder, it's not a 15 minute seder. It's two minutes of learning, and then I'll continue another two minutes. That's how you show the chashivas of Torah. That's Hillel going up onto the rooftop, under the snow, fighting for his Torah. That all goes into Imechukaisaitalechu. That's all part of the Melus Bat Torah. And that we have Avtacha, as Rashi said, if a person is Amal Batayra, Yogati Veloi Matsasi, if you're Amal Batayra, and then you say, I wasn't Matsliach, Al Tamin, we don't believe him. Yogati Umatsasi Tamin, person's Miyagea Batayra. Like I'm saying, besides the Tayra itself, everything that goes into trying to learn, chapping to learn, when things are hard whether it's a chavrusa on the phone or a chavrusa on Zoom, or not having a chavrusa at all. We're in a situation now where everything, we have to fight for everything. It's a mochama. That's all part of the Amelus Batayra that shows the chashivas for Taira. And when we show our chashivas for Taira, we show it's a hechrechi, we show how integral it is to our lives. We show what it means to us. We show that it's pikuach nefesh without having our seder halimud, without our Taira, that Amelus Batayra changes a person and propels a person to unbelievable heights, to great heights. And that's how we come to a Kabbalah Satayra. If Moshe Rabbeinu brought Kabbalah Satayra that first time in history down because he was loichem for the Taira, 
That's the same way we're makabal the Taira Shvuas. We show that we're going to be Leichem for the Taira. We show we're going to be Amal for the Taira. We show how integral the Taira is to keep who we are as people. Atem Kruyim Adam. That Adam, those Bnei Adam that the Taira is referring to, is Kla Yisrael's Bnei Melachim. Mamleches Kayanim Vagai Kadesh. It's only if we're Mechazik in our Limana Taira, we're Mechazik in our Melis Taira, and we should talk Zaycha that we should be able to fight for the Taira, fight for every moment of Taira, show the Rabbeinu Shalalam how important and how integral Taira is to us and to our lives. And we'll be Zaycha Taka, that we should have Atzlach in our Limana Taira, we should be Zaycha to be Mechabal the Taira the Shavuos, and we should be Zaycha that Be'ezus Hashem, through the Limar HaTayra, through Chizuk and Limar HaTayra, will be Zaycha, the Torah will protect us. Torah will save us. We should be Zaycha to Yeshuais and Nechamais. We should be Zaycha to all that, Bimheir of Yameinu. Be Zaycha to the greatest Yeshua, Bimheir of Yameinu. Amen. Have a wonderful night.